Hi, everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before we get started, I'd like to, and, and I introduce my guest, uh, let me remind you that the Crime Cafe nine book set and Crime Cafe short story anthology are on sale at my website at all major retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, you name it, they're there. And uh, just go to debbiemack.com, D-E-B-B-I-M-A-C-K, and uh, click on Crime Cafe to find the buy links. You can also subscribe to the podcast there. Plus, I'm going to be making a big announcement. It's coming up soon. So stay tuned for the big announcement about the show. Uh, I guess what I've just done is made a big announcement about the big announcement. So if that's not from a Monty Python skit, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, and on that note, <laughs> I'd like to introduce my guest, the very funny crime author, Adam Maxwell. It's so great to have you here, Adam. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So uh, your books seem to run the gamut from children's to adult mystery and caper. How would you describe <laughs> yourself as an author in one sentence? Uh, eclectic. Uh, eclectic. Yeah, that's a fair description. Distracted, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, I, I think there's, there's definitely there's two sides. The main two sides uh, would be the the crime writing, which um, it's it sort of runs the gamut from crime to detective uh, and a lot of other sort of little bits and bobs. The writing for kids was kind of an accident because um, I, I have a daughter. She and when she was maybe about five years old, uh, I wasn't entirely satisfied with the sorts of books that were that were available and, and thought, well, I, I can do better than that. And I've ended up writing five kids' novels, um, uh, with four, four being published, one, Pirates versus Ninjas, which is going to come out early next year. But that's kind of not... Uh, it was it was a distraction almost like it's fabulous it's it's wonderful to do but it's not really where my heart is it was it was where my my heart for my daughter is and being terribly vain uh, I obviously published them as well <laughs> but uh, yeah the majority of the the work I'm doing at the moment I've got sort of the next two or three books in the series um, uh, the crimes series I'm working on at the moment uh, that's everything I, I'm not sure my daughter's getting to the kind of age where she's starting to read um, YA so it's the Percy Jacksons and the, um, the Hunger Games and I'm not sure I, I'm not interested in writing that sort of thing so I think that's kind of that's probably it for the kids books for me it'll just be crime from now on which I'm sure anybody who's watching will be glad to hear <laughs> Um, it sounds like your writing career sort of started with your daughter. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly there's a, it's a, I, I was, I was doing a lot of stuff before then. It was much, much shorter, but, um, but it was kind of in, uh, in the crossover between the crime and the longer works started to come with the, the kids books and then just sort of now uh, everything's too long so everything's novel length you can't you can't have short ideas anymore because they suddenly turn into these enormously long plot ideas that you have so <laughs> well i think you could probably write short stories and novellas well the next one that i've got coming out it did turn into a novella but it was it almost 
it almost ended up as a as a novel. Um, I think writing sort of heist caper style plots, the level of complexity in there, it lends itself really well to having much longer, convoluted to and fro sort of plots. Mm. And yeah, that's the way my brain works, I suppose. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. Um... <laughs> I'm uh, reading Cat Chaser, and it makes me laugh out loud at points. The way your protagonist just stops when he falls asleep. It just, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what inspired you to write a mystery about a detective with narcolepsy? <laughs> well, I think that was, that was one that I'd had for a long time. Cause I'd, uh, now I am uh, 41 years old, and uh, when I came up with that idea, I was probably 21 years old. And it, at the time, I think you, you you find different things funny than you do when you get older. And when I first started to think about it, it was like, there's nothing funnier than people who have this thing where they fall asleep. And it's actually like the more research you do, the more you realize what a, a debilitating and tragic condition it is for the people like they, these people who can't hold down jobs these, and so it became this like if we're gonna if we're gonna be allowed to laugh how can we make it a character who is it's okay to laugh at and uh, and the only way that i could see around that was by me always making him the cleverest person in the room He's, he never accidentally comes upon the solution to things. He is the person who has the idea, who makes the connection, who so he's always better than everybody else. And in spite, so he does that in spite of his condition. And so then I think you can get away with the the uh, the humor a lot better. But uh, I think that's more the defective detective is much more uh, slapstick than the uh, the caper books. Are, I think are a bit more. Corn Brothers, sort of a much a bit a bit, bit darker. I, think. Yeah. I like that. Which of your books are the caper books? Uh, at the moment, there's only one uh, because the Darling Deception is the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of sees the the, the crew get together. You've got um, uh, Violet, who is the, the brains of the operation. She uh, she returns to her home city. Uh, which is a fictional, in case you, it's the same city that uh, the Clinton, the defective detective occupies, this fictional city of Kilchester, which um, was kind of, it's supposed to be in the north of England, but has enough um, uh, enough crossover in most British cities that there's something there from each one where you kind of, uh, you can spot that there's this part might be London and this part might be Manchester and Slits. So there was a, there was a bit of that in there, but uh, she returns home this to this place having sort of exiled herself after her criminal boyfriend tried to kill her uh, halfway through a job. And so she comes back and is, is tempted back as criminals in this sort of thing tend to be by promise of a big peer deer and pulls together the crew through that and i'd kind of when i'd started to, to write it i'd um i'd not been writing anything but the defective detective for a while like i sort of thought is this it like if it is then i suppose that's fine i, I like clint as a character and the end tends to be great i have plenty of ideas but i wonder if there's something else i could do and so i deliberately try to come up with uh, a set of characters that I'd be able to use in a series going forward so that I could do more than one thing and not just bore everybody to death with the same thing all of the time. And 
so I, I ended up with the um, the five of them, and uh, three of them were women, and two of them were men. And kind of the women were in control, and they were the ones who were making the decisions, and the men were kind of a bit not. I mean, they're all experts in their field, as you would imagine. Uh, But at the end of it, there is very much the the question of um, what do we do next? Like, where do we go from here? And uh, and I like and I sort of like that that you've got this kind of Guardians of the Galaxy dynamic of these people who don't really trust each other and. kind of have to trust each other and want to trust each other but some of them are skimming off the top and some of them are doing it and they are they betraying each other as they go along will they stick together and so you've got all of these sort of miniature things playing out at the same time that they're trying to steal a blank canvas and um, signed by salvador Dali. and so because it seemed a ridiculous thing and, and um Dali did in fact signed a lot of blank um uh sheets of paper in order to make money uh, and he would just sell these these and so there's a lot of discrepancies as to um some of the works uh, as to whether he did them or whether they're forgeries because they've got a real signature on um and it, so these sorts of things all seem very interesting and then i thought i'll write i'll write something short that i can maybe get people in the series with and this novella came um that i've just putting the finishing touches to which is called kill it with fire but while I was writing that, the, the next book came along. As as you know, you do the same thing and you, you end up in that sort of, well, okay, let's do the next one. And then the, the following one starts to invade as you plot. And so there's a lot of these characters definitely uh, are moving into different areas and different things are happening in their lives and they're getting involved in things that they shouldn't. And huh. it's it's interesting me and hopefully interesting the readers. <laughs> Well, I find it interesting. And what sort of arc do you anticipate for these characters? Well, I think it's a series characters. You often um, have a degree of reset, don't you? So that you kind of, you move them a little way, but you don't necessarily want to take them so far that it's, it's not a Harry Potter series where you've got a beginning and a middle and an end. It's more, uh, it's more your sort of Donald Westlake kind of uh, series where there are some changes and uh, some things happen, but but the majority of things you could pick up one of the books at any point and still get as much out of it, even if you hadn't read the rest of them. So I, I do kind of see the next book being um, the the idea behind the next book is that they're going to inadvertently steal from uh, an assassin and so the assassin will then come after them and try to, to murder them all so it's kind of not a not the traditional like let's knock off a casino kind of book <laughs> um, but enforcing them together in this kind of situation that it'll probably bring a lot more trust um, in one another out of it but then you've got in the in the Defective detective books that you've uh, you've been looking at the um, the computer expert in that is sort of the the white hat computer expert is the sister of the black hat computer expert in the Dalek Deception. So the prospect of putting them two together in a room and having they, them do family things at the same time that they're sort of trying to do she's trying to stop her but she's trying to do the bad thing and those kind of dynamics uh, uh, interest me this i've always been a big fan of kind of jeeves and Wooster, pg woodhouse and those little awful can you imagine what 
it would be like if they were, had Christmas dinner together somewhere and they were forced <laughs> into an environment like that. It would like it would be entertaining, but at the same time, the the crime aspects are always. Well, how could she steal something? Oh, that would be good. Or you, f- you hear about a new technology and you think, yeah, so we would totally use that one. So, <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure where, where I'll take them, but I think it's it, for the next one to sort of bring this idea of them trusting each other a lot more. And then the follow-on book, definitely we need to break it after that. They, they need to stop trusting each other again after that. you got to have that conflict in there somehow, Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love the way your mind works. <laughs> you mentioned a couple of authors that inspired you. Are there any others that have been an inspiration for you? Oh, certainly. I mean, uh, Elmore Leonard, uh, he is just the, oh, yeah. the master. Um, and the, the not just the dialogue. I mean, it's, everybody says that Elmore Leonard's dialogue, but when you're reading things like Rum Punch, uh, the plotting... Oh, yeah. The characterization is just something to aspire to. It really, really is. Donald Wesley is definitely the Dortmund novels, um, a brilliantly funny, you know, hot rock. Um, and closer, closer to home, I grew up reading Douglas Adams, so the Dirk Gently. I was um, going to say. <laughs> I mean, the new, the new series that uh, BBC America are doing at the moment is is oh, it's so good, so well written. I think it's the best thing on TV now. It's the most amazing thing on TV right now. Yes, and every single character, again, has their own, something's happening, their own world. And this, I think this idea of, um, as a writer, everybody in a story is the protagonist of their own story. And use the author choosing the perspective that you're going to tell it through. But the guy, I think it was the Austin Powers thing, wasn't it? Where the, the henchman, so you suddenly cut away to the henchman's family because every single person has that. Something's f- fading into it. And the Dirk Gently, um, I think it's definitely got, it's got that when you, you find yourself just watching the whole thing from the beginning again, just to spot all of the bits that went on. And I think if you can do, especially in something like a caper and a detective novel, if you can do those things, it's, it, that's, it's an enormous talent and it's so hard. It's so yes. hard. Oh my but, God. Yeah. Douglas Adams is definitely, he was, he was a big influence on the style of my writing, but I had, at the moment I'm not writing fantasy. Uh, maybe one day. Not, <laughs> It would be great to write like him. Oh, my God. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I saw the BBC series of Hitchhiker's Guide. I was like, oh, my God. It just blew me away. And then when I found out, I read all the books, and then I found out about Dirk Gently. And I was like, oh, I've got to read this. And then when I read that, I was like, oh, my God. But then when I heard they made it into a series on BBC America, I was just like, I'm there, dude. I'm there. <laughs> so, no, no spoilers for season two. We haven't watched the finale that was on last night. So we're going to catch oh. up with that after, after we finish here. That's what we're yeah. going to be watching. That's... Well, enjoy. That's all I can <laughs> say. Um, th- th- that show is just amazing. And seriously, one of the most, if not the most imaginative TV show on, on right now. Mm, I'm just definitely. blown away by it. Um and I celebrate Towel Day every year. <laughs> so, <laughs> 42, that's all I can say. <laughs> Don't panic. <laughs> and uh, just for the record, are you a Doctor Who fan? 
Of course, yes. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> How silly there, was a, there was a <laughs> there was a Comic Con recently near near where we live, and my daughter went as Matt Smith with the bow tie and the braces, and she she forced me to go as Tenant. So that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the yeah. last co- the last one I went as Arthur Dent, which was just essentially me in my dressing gown mm-hmm. and pajamas. <laughs> and virtually every single person I, I, that came up to me said, "Oh, you came in your pajamas." Like, no, no <laughs> whatsoever. My daughter's Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service, and this one, and every oh, you look so good. We watched this obscure Japanese film. Who are you in your dressing gown? No, we don't know that. So I just. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a towel with your dressing gown. Oh, that, yes, I had. I even had the satchel. I know that's for prefects. Oh technically, I had to carry. Had to carry my purchases somewhere. <laughs> Indeed. Well, is oh. there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. No. Yeah. Well, all the, we we are running a competition for the books at the moment, aren't we? On on your blog. So, if anybody wants to um, to pop an email to Adam at adammaxwell.com, I'll enter you into the prize draw. There's uh, there's three physical copies on offer, and I'll post them anywhere in the world. Whoever wins those, and uh, and if you end, I'll send you I'll send you copies of the the defective detective. Just free, just so you can get an idea and see what you think, and uh, and maybe you'll like them. Well, I can't think of a more awesome author, than, awesome offer than that. That is so cool, so cool of you, Adam. And thank you so much for being on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me again. I'm sorry. Well, thank, thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, duh. So anyway. <laughs> I just want to finish up by saying uh, to remind you that you can find links for the Crime Cafe publications on my website, debbymack.com, and uh, to uh, enter the giveaway for Adam's books because they're great. And uh, with that, I will simply say thank you for listening or watching as the case may be, and I'll see you in two weeks.